Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, Derek. Uh, today is Thursday afternoon, uh, coming to you after what was a long weekend for both of us, uh, coming off a long weekend with the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. Well, uh, I was very busy with doing stuff and shepherding young people, and you slept a lot. So, Well, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll discuss yeah. that here That's in a true. second. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was, uh, we did have a couple of storms come through. Uh, other than that, just kind of been a, a regular week, uh, getting back into it. Off. Most of us had the Monday off, uh, and so just kind of getting back into it. Beautiful but, uh, day today. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, today, uh, rainy Monday, rainy Wednesday, beautiful, beautiful, uh, as we're taping this afternoon, and uh, just really looking forward to uh, another good weekend, but Matt, we got a, a big show today covering uh, several topics. We had a, a, a pretty decent Auburn meeting this week. Uh, we've got a new little segment that we're going to debut today, and then uh, on to our sports segment where we're going to cover the games we got right, got wrong, and then discuss the local sports. Yeah, Derek, I like the new uh, segment. That's something that I think people that listen to people that listen to our show will like. That a lot of them will, might already know the little fact or tidbit you're going to give us and start giving us something uh, monthly. So uh, pretty interesting. I'm looking forward to that new segment. And um, you know, Derek, that new segment has places. It has to do about um, certain places in DeSoto County that uh, you may not know about and if you're looking for your next home or for your next homestead to raise your family be a part of the community if you're looking for that there's no one better in DeSoto County to help you with that decision than the best realtors in DeSoto County Team Couch a Birch Realty Group our 2022 presenting sponsors Team Couch possesses over 68 years of combined real estate experience they're the number one team in DeSoto County when it comes to residential real estate for the last 14 years thousands of closings since 2009 on the buying and selling side of residential real estate and the realtors with team couch are ready to serve you today give them a call at 662-449-1700 call brian on his cell phone 901-461-7653 that's 461 sold they're currently offering a free no obligation market analysis give them your address they'll tell you all about your neighborhood your zip code how fast houses are moving in your neighborhood how long they're staying on the market how fast they're closing going to escrow all the information that you want from a realtor in 2023 Brian and Terry possess it. Call them again, 662-449-1700, or visit their award-winning website, teamcouch.com, to do a full home search throughout the Mid-South. If you're thinking of buying or selling a home in 2023, work with the best. Our 2023 presenting sponsor, Team Couch, a Birch Realty Group. And podcast listeners, always remember, every home needs a couch. Glad to be back on this beautiful Thursday afternoon at the Mobile Cars and Van Rental Studios. Mobile Cars and Vans located at the corner of McCrane Commerce right here in Hernando. Specializing in cars, trucks, passenger vans. If you have an insurance claim, need to do some body work, uh, body shop work in the in the coming uh, months, give us a claim number. Let us talk with your adjuster. They're going to tell you, a lot of places tell you that you can't use anyone but a, a particular uh, large um, <laughs> chain that uh, they're, let's just say they're, their color is green. green, green no. Well, no, no, no. I know what it is, Derek. What's the name of the ship from Star Trek? Mm, you follow go. me? There we go. There you go. Figure that out. What's the name of the ship from Star Trek? It, they're going to tell you that's the only uh, spaceship you can use, and that's not true. <laughs> you can work with any local company comes to insurance claims. Do all those different things. Please call us today, 662-469-4555. Mobile cars and vans specializing in helping local people Get the car they need. 662-469-4555. Mobile cars and vans. 
Well, Derek, as you mentioned, a lot of different things happened since our last show. I do want to say, Derek, we have some new music kind of coming in, our new bumper music. Two years ago when we had our, our first several shows, people were asking me, hey, what song is that? That song right there is where I found God from uh, Larry Fleet, F-L-E-E-T. Look him up on Spotify. It's one of my favorite songs right now, a really, really good song. I think most of us and the people that listen to the show uh, would thoroughly uh, enjoy. So that's something that is, is um, new we're going to be doing for the show right now. Yeah, we ended it with the uh, show last week. It was a ending song for last week, and then we're going to carry it over to the front this week week and we'll try to you know pick different things and of course we've added a little music uh in the segments throughout the the show we've been doing that since the beginning of the year and we will continue to do that so Derek, we'll jump right into it let's just call it the uh since our last show part of of each show we're doing now since our show only comes out on fridays and uh, as i joked around had the pleasure and the uh, opportunity to take 70 young people from hernando well a number of different schools lewisburg uh, north point hernando uh, we have one kid from north delta Wow. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, one kid from North Delta uh, went down to a place called Breakthrough at Timber Creek Camp in Pulaski, Mississippi. And uh, I say it all the time: if you're not involved in youth ministry uh, at your church, please consider you know reaching out to the youth pastor, asking him or her what kind of needs uh, they have, and uh, jumping right in, or maybe somebody to help with the band, or even cook dinner, or drive to a movie, or whatever it is. I cannot push enough to. Put yourself out there, and uh, I'm stronger for it. I'm better for it. Uh, that Those Wednesday nights are really, really awesome. But a wonderful weekend. Saw a lot of, no pun intended, breakthroughs from young people. Uh, there, there's a lot of kids going through some things that they're not going to tell you about. They're not going to uh, talk out loud. They're going to put a, a, a brave face on. You know, there, there are kids – Dealing with uh, you know things like divorce, uh, mm-hmm. drugs, addictions. You know whether whether it's theirs or whether it's people in their you know family had the opportunity to uh, be spoken to on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night from Will Rambo. He's the uh, one of the head pastors at the Orchard in Tupelo. Uh, did a really really nice job. Kept it to about twenty twenty five minutes, which is pretty good for That's that awesome. age group. Yeah. That's the way to go. That's it. You only have a certain amount of time. I mean, give us a fighting chance, please. <laughs> you cross over thirty minutes, man, they're gone. But he did a really good job. And uh, again, for those that listen to our show that go to Hernando Methodist Church, you may donate money or invest in the youth group, and uh, we appreciate that. Some kids, uh, you know, they got to go, not for free, but they got to go paid for an issue. So a wonderful time, a great opportunity to serve. Please consider reaching out to your youth pastor and serving with the youth group if you do not now. Derek, how was your weekend uh, last weekend? I don't know. I won't say not as spiritually rewarding. I did go to church. I did go to Sunday school. I actually had the Sunday school... So real quick, it's seven years now, seven straight years you've turned me down to go to Breakthrough. <laughs> seven I mean, straight seven years. straight years you've turned me down. I will say I had a better excuse this Wait, year. A guy who uh, loves nature, loves nature, love nature. loves uh, trails, and yes. loves all that stuff. There was one kid there who is a cross-country, uh, not national champion, but he's really, really highly ranked. And uh, I look out, on, I was sitting on the porch, and of course I wasn't going to do what he was about to go do. And I said, hey, man, you forgot your pants. Well, he had pants on, but it was uh, marathon pants or yeah, running those, pants. Uh, yeah, and, the, the uh, little two-inch wind shorts. Yeah, so he struck out for a 12-mile run uh, oh. right there on that nope. morning. <laughs> so I was like, okay, yeah, he has pants on. And um, Yeah, he has pants on and cartilage in his knees. That's right, what he has. That's right. what he has. Well, this kid was in really good shape. Anyway, <laughs> but t- tons of nature down there, Derek. I'm just saying. Just I know, saying I, know. You, uh, uh, I did have a good excuse this year. We had our uh, our annual – well, we hope we – it's supposed to be annual Sunday school after Christmas Christmas party, uh, which we had Sunday night at my house. Uh, had a really good time. Had a great crowd show up. Uh, most of the families were ever making. We had a couple of couples that couldn't come, but most of the couples came. And uh, just a great time. Um, the, the fun thing we do, we do Dirty Santa, which is not unusual, except for we do Dirty Santa 
with the worst Christmas gift that we received. Oh, that's terrible. So you bring the worst gift that you received for Christmas, and that is what you wrap up for Dirty Santa. And there are some absolutely fantastic. Most of them come from work parties, right. you know, like work gag gifts and stuff like that, which is fine. That counts. And so there were there were some very interesting presents opened up. Of course, if you're the one that brought it and you know what's about to be open, you're already laughing. Sure. Great time. So that was Sunday night. Saturday, didn't do too, too much. Um, just did some stuff around the house getting ready for the party. Uh, and then Monday, Really didn't do anything at all. Uh, that was the day off, and so just kind of took it easy. I uh, went to the gym a little later, stuff like that. So um, just a, a good long weekend. And did I mention a, Breakthrough has paintball that you can play? I do like paintball. Breakthrough has paintball, and uh, just a number of different things to uh, be close to the Lord. But uh, no, you go I, ahead and have your again, you I go made, ahead and have your chili. Cook I made off. Sunday school. Yeah, I made, okay. mm-hmm. I made church, and I made a Sunday school Christmas party. So that's three. That's seven right there. Look at that. Look at that. Uh, anyway, so that was it. And then uh, since then, it's just been basically work. Getting after um, it. Yeah, getting after it. So, uh, yeah, it was a good weekend. So that'll kind of be our segment. We'll just uh, – I know we involve our weekends because we now only have one show a week. But when we do, we'll do our, uh, you know, since our last show uh, thing because, uh, as I've mentioned numerous times, a lot of people that listen to us know us, care about our families, make sure uh, all those things are going well. So uh, that's why we'll you know, continue to do that episode. And, again, it is our show. It's also our city and our town here in Hernando, Mississippi, the wonderful place we call Under the Water Tower. And uh, since our last show, Derek, they had the second Auburn meeting of January for the city. Let's get started on that uh, from this past Tuesday. All right, uh, Matt, we'll kind of get into it. It was about an hour-long meeting, so not, not 11 minutes like there was the the time before that, but uh, not too bad. And you know, a lot of it, of course, has to do with the consent agenda. There's really a couple things I wanted to talk about in the consent agenda. I did highlight them uh, kind of on the agenda that I have here in my hand. The first was, this was the approval to accept True Green's lowest quote for weed control and fertilization of athletic fields in 2023, and of course for the mayor to sign, uh, Williams Services, uh, which yep. is a, a, a which uh, was a uh, 2022 sponsor uh, of the UTW podcast, was the lowest bid, and we'll be performing all of the grass maintenance for the city parks uh, for 2023 so that's a, yeah. a great job by him richard's gonna do a great job i mean he's the kind of yes he's mowing the grass yes he's getting paid to do it but it'll be a labor of love for our kids on the soccer fields and athletic fields yeah a couple other things again in the consent agenda which they don't discuss it's it's you know straight through approved as long as there's no comments uh during the meeting uh the approval to accept the six surplus bleachers from the city of south haven we mentioned this would probably happen jared decided to go ahead and accept those they're going to try to put those out at kirkendall park first and then if not there, probably move them out to the soccer fields or maybe shift a couple to the baseball fields. So that was uh, that was were accepted. And then finally, the approval to temporarily close streets for the Noah's 5K. So if Noah's 5K is something that you want to do, every time we see this hit, going to go ahead and put on your calendar for 2023, September 30th. September 30th will be the Noah's Gift 5K. That's more than likely going to be the weekend before the Water Tower 10K. So again, go ahead and put that on your calendar. Now we're jumping into the meat of the agenda to stuff that is actually discussed. The first is that there will be another fireworks show this year. Argo Entertainment will be doing that, and it will be held on the 4th of July. The 4th of July this year is on a Tuesday. But we So go ahead. There'll be yeah, Not uh, a Saturday or Sunday. It'll be okay. Yeah, it'll be a Tuesday. So it's going to be on the day. We're not doing the weekend before type thing. It'll be sure. on the day of the 4th. That is a Tuesday. Go ahead and put that on, on your calendars again. Obviously, there'll be more information as we get closer. Matt, this is something that I uh, had a comment about. Now, this is something very easy. There wasn't any discussion. They approved to proclaim Arbor Day February 9th. Of 2023. It's a now, bit strange, Derek, because Arbor Day is uh, celebrated later in the year. Usually in April. Uh, actually, 
always in April. Arbor Day nationally is in April. I don't know why we wouldn't pick a day in April. I, I still think they're trying to kiss up to yeah. make up for a certain church. Well, they're trying that to get murder good, they're, trees. They're, yeah, they're trying to get good karma uh, in the from the tree gods mm-hmm. because um, yeah, Mac. If you haven't been down Mackinville in the last two years, <laughs> we've got a major tree shortage uh, <laughs> so, when it comes to uh, yeah, yeah, a block next to the high school. Yeah, so they you know, they, they, they rushed it one year. They did it early, you know, last year. They did it early again this year. Hey, we could do it in April. It's a, there is an Arbor Day in sure. April. It's an Arbor whole weekend anyway. Um, so that was done February 9th, twenty. 23 will be Arbor Day in Hernando, Mississippi only. The next thing we want to look at is the presentation by Nick Shore with the government consultants to discuss bond issues. Now, what he did, and this is uh, more of an informational part that we want to uh, let the podcasters know about. The Butler Snow was present to discuss how to do bonds for the city. So people all ask all the time, how do we borrow money? Why do we borrow money? Well, in order to get a bond, what they were letting the aldermen know, this is the board currently, was has not applied for a bond yet. They've been in they've been in the seats for about a I don't know a year and a half now. Yes. And so there's been only been a couple on there. Actually, there's only one. I don't even know if Doc Harris was on the board for uh, the, the bond that was done back in 2015. Uh, Andrew Miller definitely was, and then Mayor Johnson was at the time. They're the only two. Everybody else uh, has never done a bond before. There will be some projects coming up that may be, need bonding capacity, so they were letting them know how that w- was to take place. So first of all, it's a three-month time frame from applying and getting the money. Uh, a municipal advisor then talked to the board about how to finance capital improvement. There are four basic ways for a city to pay for capital improvements. The general obligation bond, a revenue bond, a Mississippi Development Bank Authority bond, or notes. And notes being typical bank loans. What about James Bond? I love I mean, is that, is that possible? No Heather, Heather said she watched no the last one, sentence. and spoiler alert, they killed him. He died. Okay. All right. Hello. So <laughs> is that why they were saying that they could have a girl? Yeah. James Bond? Yeah, like, okay. Like he is like- he, He's gone. He's gone. He's negative double. Not zero. saying they can't bring him back a double double of seven because it's right. just a number. Sure. But it's not going to be that particular. That 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 James Bond, I guess, going back to the sixties is no more. It, oh, okay. it is, Interesting. Uh, Sorry to break that to you if you hadn't heard that, but uh, I, I, I <laughs> the, haven't watched. The movie's a lot. two and a half years old. Yeah, exactly. So time, need, time to figure that. If you didn't know, James uh, time Bond to died. Die. Right. He died. Yeah. So James Bond died, and Darth Vader is Luke's father. That's that's too soon. That's, that's too soon. <laughs> Still can't say that one yet. In case you didn't know that, yeah, Darth Vader is Luke's father. <laughs> all right, again, the four basic ways. Now, all of those are loans. The money needs to be borrowed for specific reasons. You cannot ask for a loan just for working capital. The general obligation bonds are limited. So, you know, a city can only borrow up to so much. So the way you do this, you take the assessed value for a city, multiply it by 15%, and that means the city of Hernando has $24 million it could borrow in bonding capacity. Now, water and sewer debt is usually done by revenue bonds. That means the revenue from those utility pays the bond. So like the water bills that we send in would go and service that note. Mm-hmm. The mayor asked them to then explain to the board, the current board, what you know bond ratings. Because a lot of time people are like, well, what, what's our bond rating? I want to invest in Hernando municipal bonds to get you know my interest rate. I want to you know get some kind of return on them. For a public bond, you're subject to SEC annual reporting. You don't have to have a bond rating to sell bonds. Most ratings are expensive and are usually for cities who sell a lot of debt or sell it constantly. Hernando does not meet that criteria at all. We don't sell bonds regularly. And it would not be in the best interest at this time for Hernando to be rated because we we do it so few and far between. 
and which is the, a good thing at the end of the day. It, which is a, a good thing, thing, right? Yes, we don't have to borrow money borrow all the money, time. Sure. And another thing is, is that that also uh, the, it keeps our costs down. We don't have to every year annually yes, provide right. something to keep our rating posted. Right. So anyway, that's just some general information for people to know. If you ever wonder about bonds, how they work, because you probably will be, uh, you know, they, they did a loan for the uh, a regular bank loan for the uh, animal shelter. Right. But other things will be coming up, especially these larger projects, paving projects. They may be asking for bonds. And so as that takes place, now you kind of know how those work. Before we continue, would you like to uh, do about a 20, 30-minute discussion on the animal shelter and the updates? No, mm, no we're going to pass on that for this <laughs> Move week. Move on that. I didn't know they were building an animal shelter. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, there was a couple of things that were mentioned. One was going to be tabled in 30 days. This is a piece of property west of Scott Road. I will say this. This is a, a smaller piece. You know, that I'm not saying we'll, we'll cover it in 30 days. It's going to be postponed to the second meeting in February. Also, that meeting, probably going to be a bigger, a much bigger project, much bigger deal that's going to be talked about. Some of y'all may know what I'm talking about. That's called Delta Landing. This is the subdivision that uh, will be presented across the street from the where the new high school will be. Oh, wow. Now, I want to let you know Why this. Why can't you let a brother know this? Well, I know. I, I'm letting Shame you know. Shame on you for that. I thought we were, I thought, you know. <laughs> well, here's the thing, Matt. It's already approved. Ooh. It's been approved since 2007. Wow, okay. People oh, are just okay. now finding out that is approved it's going to have a high school across from it. That's right. So nice. the, the current owners, again, who could break ground today, sure. if they wanted to, yes. based on the prior plans, yes. are going to bring at some point amendment. Some people have – they were going to go to the Planning Commission, or they did go to the Planning Commission uh, this month. Planning Commission had a huge talk about it, ended up tabling it till next month because they wanted some more questions. But the point being, they could break ground tomorrow. Well, they're doing us a favor. Yes. Period. Well, they're trying to tie in to smaller street. You know where that subject, that gas station is on Pleasant yeah. Hill? Yeah, of course. As you go toward the interstate, if you take a left off of Mackinville, well, there's there's some roads yes. that come in on the other side of that. Right. The subdivision, is this new subdivision, is trying to tie into those to have access from both sides. Those people obviously are not happy yes, about that. Course. And so th- that's what the discussion is. So there, there will be a couple of amendments being asked for. There was that discussion. Again, this is all planning commission. It's all tabled. Yes. Nothing's happening right now. They will bring it back next month. We will cover that in the Auburn meeting next month, along again with this other right. thing on Scout Road that was tabled. But my point being, a lot of people have gone on Hernando Happenings, other places, complaining about it. It can be built they can tomorrow. Start right now, yeah. it's, and so people are concerned. Well, what else is out there? What else do we not know about that's yeah, been approved sure. since 2007? That's a good question. Very good. Uh, and I, th- I think the board will probably be getting that information together for that meeting next month. So you if said, you're wondering you said about Delta, that, Delta Landing? I think, I believe that's the name of okay. it, Delta Landing. And it, again, Perfect location for these people because it is directly across. Kind of where Lewisburg has that yeah, subdivision sure. now across right. from it. Yeah. It's just like that, but it's more of a pud. There's more of a circular look to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you Bigger could, homes, smaller um, homes. What's it's it's a lot of homes. A lot of homes. Oh, it's a wow. lot. That's a another hell, issue. Okay. But again, there we go. It was already, it's been already approved. Mm. Yes, it's already approved. That it's a lot of. Yes, it's a lot of not not large homes. It's okay, a lot yeah. of you know starter home type. Very interesting. But it's been approved. So. You'll, we'll, we'll talk a lot more about that next month. The, the, um, the more negative people in Hernando, the, they, the they know about this? Did it sneak up on them? It, it did because okay. I, I think when they came, it's like, oh, we're going we're gonna to get this shut down until they realized Uh-oh. you can't because it's 16 <laughs> years approved. Kind of like Madison Lakes. Sure. Madison Lakes is approved. Why didn't the same, the same developers that had Delta, that had that approved, they still own it? Yes. They just, they've chosen not to do it yet. That's correct. Wow. Very interesting. Well, because, I mean, 2007, remember, recession. Sure, of course. And they just hadn't done anything. And then they're like, okay, well, we're just going to kind of – and that, oh, we got a high school coming oh, across wow. from us. <laughs> that's, that's okay. We didn't start building these houses. And it's I'm sure it'll do very, very well. 
But there will, we'll, again, that's going to be a lot of quickly with the point. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, um, be sure and pay attention on the YouTube channel, Derek. You can watch the meetings on YouTube. Yes, you can. And the Planning Commission meetings yes, on YouTube. You can. And Just simply go to the City of Fernando, and uh, there it is. You can go to the one this last week. That, well, they, they have about an hour and a half discussion on it, uh, and then I'm sure it will be carried over because they did ask them to bring some things. That's why it was tabled. Sure. So they'll, it will be discussed next month. And then if, again, either if it's approved, we'll definitely talk about it. If it's denied, they could appeal it yeah. on that second meeting in February. Uh, the next is a the uh, tr- the Sloan Tresmet Final Plat First Division. Now this was uh, this is the Whataburger or the future Whataburger location. What they were asking to do, where you see the dipstick location and that empty lot next to it, that is all one lot. They are looking to subdivide it between lot one A, which would be dipstick at 0.76 acres, and then lot one B, which we 1.02 acres, which is the future place of where Whataburger was going to go. It's not in a flood zone. The Planning Dep- uh, Commission approved it unanimously so it was approved the next one had a little discussion on it probably the most discussion of last night no excuse me the, the second most discussion of last night this was to amend the McAvell squared project the McAvell squared project is the one just north of southern bank corp uh, at the 10th hole 11th green of the country club correct and what they're looking to do again it was approved several months ago august september time frame and they were looking to amend the plan text the developer was from having three bedroom units to only having one and two bedroom this would increase the number of units for all three buildings again there's three buildings so the total combined would go from 64 units to 72 units and the amendment would be done in three well, the amendments being requested were in three parts to eliminate again the three bedrooms to having 24 units per floor Building A will now be started first instead of Unit B. So originally, the middle building was going to be built, and then either side. Now the developer wants to build Building A first, which is the one closest to the bank, the most southern building, and then working ways, you know, south to north. So that's what they're going to look to do it now. But the parking will be done at least for the Building B, if not all three of the buildings, during that first phase. And then the last is to ask for the 18 units per acre to be waived due to the new amount of 72 units. So he went above that, so he had to ask for that waiver because of the uh, the first part of that amendment. The, the Planning Commission did approve this unanimously, and so did the Alderman. So that was approved. So now you're going to have 72 units in those three buildings instead of the original 64. And the, uh, the, the building closest to the bank will be started first. It's going to be an awesome project. Yeah. It's going to be, be very, very pretty. And it's going to be a great addition right there to, uh, you know, the country club area, the country club um, plot of land mm-hmm. that uh, hasn't had anything new in a while. So it's going to be really, really nice. And you're still looking at apartment units. I mean, you can call them off. You can call them apartments. Probably two grand. Probably well, two I, grand. I, I like, and I like going from three bedroom down to one or two. Three bedroom welcomes in a it could be a pretty large family. That's all, yeah. You know, now, this is trying yeah. to be something starter families or professionals, professionals uh, yeah. from Memphis. Absolutely, that's it. Uh, working in Memphis. Yeah, working right. in Memphis. Yes. All right. The last <laughs> thing, and this was the one that was the I guess had the most discussion. This is the Toyota uh, Corporation. Yeah. Principal is, Toyota. That's who's the yeah. Is right. looking to buy, looking to purchase uh, the land next to the fire department, uh, fire station number three on Holly Springs Road. The change to the PUD, to revise the PUD, which was called the Joy Health PUD, but of course, once it's purchased by Toyota, they, you know, they can name it something else. This is adjacent to the fire station. They are wanting to set aside five acres of the site for a detail and body shop. Now, we say detail and body shop. We'll go in further here in just a minute how they clarify that during the meeting. And the remaining three acres to remain in the current PUD zone for a healthcare facility, again, which was already approved for that site, and retail at the front on Holly Springs Road. Now, the three requirements for the rezoning, 
They did advertise and post the site saying, hey, we're going to come to the meeting tonight to request this. The building elevations did change. Uh, and then the Planning Commission wanted uh, to add a wrought iron fence and landscaping around the entire project, which was not originally in there. It was approved by the Planning Commission 7-1. to one. There was one Planning Commissioner who voted against it. Alderwoman Ross, being the Alderwoman for that district, that's her Ward 5 right there, asked how high the wrought iron fence could be. Uh, and then it was six feet right now is, is what was approved. Could it be higher than that? Because she was worried about the people behind it. She is concerned it is not a concealed fence. You could see right through it. So, again, people on the back of the, the lot could see the houses behind it and vice versa. She wondered if it could not be brick or some type of masonry. All eight acres will be owned by Toyota, so they're looking to purchase the whole thing. Uh, she, and she also kind of said, hey, look, can we adjust the lot? You've got this lot running this way. Can we run the lot a different way? The principal manager of Toyota was there to speak. About that time he comes up, he says, look, we need parking spaces. Right now we have 408 parking spaces. He is told by Toyota that he's going to need 125 spaces for new cars. He needs 150 spaces for pre-owned cars. He needs 50 to 60 spaces for daily service. So, again, people coming in for oil changes, you know, some type of repairs, they have to bring it in, and then, you know, the other one's waiting in line. So he needs 50 or 60 uh, spaces for that. And he has over 40 employees who have cars that they need parking spaces. It's supposed to start out as like an overflow parking situation. That's right. Is what it's going to be. And then, as you're going to say in just a, a couple of seconds, be for somebody if they want to tint their windows, they want to put a spoiler on the back of the car, That's right. whatever it is, versus a an actual body shop repair. Yeah. So he, he has to have those more spots for what, is that right. what you're saying? And, and, and again, I'm sorry to jump in. Yeah. The land's terrible right now. It, it has a house that is has just been there forever. The land's terrible. I mean, this is a great uh, – come on, guys. It's Also, hey, right. just for facts. It's time. It's time. Everybody – and I, I want I want to um, nicely put this toward the people who voted against Penny for the Parks. Those were your original soccer fields for Hernando, Mississippi. Correct, yes. My son, yes. as a four- and five-year-old, played on those sloping ant-infested – uh, I'm going to call them wheat fields, yeah. whatever that is. That's where we played for about three years. Yeah. So when you say we don't need – that is where we played, you know, rec soccer in these sloping fields that like literally had to be lined every week, were cut like they're cut right now. They did not look any different. Right. They were just shorter. Uh, and, again, had massive amount of anthills in front of a vacant residence. Vacant residence. That's where we played soccer for three years. My son's first three years in Hernando, the original soccer fields – of Hernando, because we hadn't been playing right. soccer in less than 20 years in Hernando. So, anyway, I, I It digress. needs to happen. This is good. Yeah, this is good. This is something. So, um, he said that right now he only has 10 new cars on the ground, which is shocking because of supply that they can't get in. And he will not get up to the 125 this year due to supply. But he wants to go ahead and buy the land, have the space ready, so that this building that they're talking about will probably be, you know, they'll start looking at building that in 24 to 36 months. Now, Alderman Piper, who was calling in, he was not there that uh, on Tuesday night. He had to call in. He thanked them for being a corporate partner. He wanted to verify that building, any type of building, is 24 to 36 months out. The guy said it was. He, the existing home on the property, uh, according to the manager of Principal Toyota, would be torn down over the next few months. So they're going to wait yeah, on the building, they're gonna make it but nice. they're going to go ahead and tear down the, the, the house because they've already, people have been setting fires in there. Sure. They're worried about vagrancy. 
uh, that would be back in the future. They'll be back in the future to present the plans for the building. They're, they're be nothing, nice. Yeah. Yes. Building height would be 24 feet. There would be 248 additional parking spots on this site. The employees would park here, and then new cores, as you as you mentioned, would be prepared. You know, whenever you buy one for window tinting, adding something, whatever, putting a roof rack on, whatever they wanted to do as part of the deal of buying the car, that's where it would be done. And they would detail all the cars over there, new and used, and then bring them over to the to the. Uh, the, the main, main location, location yes, yeah. in order for the customer to pick them up. The setback would be 200 feet. So Alderman Ross, again, wanted to make sure it fit in with the neighborhood and it flowed correctly. She she got pretty comfortable with that. She wanted assurance for the houses close to the neighborhood that the lighting would not be invasive. He said it's just like we will have the lights aiming down just sure. like we do at the current place. Now, this is the key point. Somebody brought up, well, you know, it says collision and body shop. He said on record, please go find it toward the end of the last 10 minutes of the meeting, the Toyota manager said it would not be a body shop. It would be for preparation of new cars with changes and to get ready for the customer to take off the lot. Again, detailing, cleaning out, etc. The last part of the discussion was, okay, we talked about wrought iron fence. We talked about masonry. Doc Harris was not crazy about having a brick fence either. He's like, is there something else we could do? And he's like, well, we could look at concrete with wrought iron. We could look at masonry with wrought iron. And so then, then they started talking about like the earth and berm where you, you know, do it kind of like if you're going down Mackinville, uh, where the retirement community is right there at the corner of Mackinville and Bahelia. When you drive uh, towards, toward town and you look to your left, you can't see those houses because the, the earth is built up. They've got huge crepe myrtles, something like that. So th- there was a lot of discussion. Again, nothing was approved, but there will be something that's part of the building plans that will have that. There was assurance given to uh, Alderwoman uh, Ross that that would be done. Use the earth versus having to build any fence at all. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, and so, anyway, th- they had more discussion. In the end, it was approved uh, that th- they could allow for that. And um, so that was basically the end of the meeting. Yeah, like you said, that was the biggest part of the meeting. The piece of property is a mess. It's it's not a good piece of property. It's no. been sitting vacant for so long. It's time. Uh, this is going to be, I mean, you know, here comes Toyota investing again right there in that, you know, one mile square foot radius right there. Just doing, I mean, look, it's going to be a great property, uh, you know, great situation. So I'm glad they approved it and look forward to uh, what it looks like a couple of years from now. Yeah. So uh, we'll definitely uh, keep you up to speed on that. Hopefully, maybe the UTW podcast will be here two years from now. I don't know. But uh, we shall see what that looks like as they they start construction when it comes to that. We always say thank you to the Board of Aldermen, the mayor, all the people that have to be there on the first and third Tuesday of the month here for the city of Fernando. And uh, thank you again for all doing all the uh, city work that um, I have no desire to be at the first (laughs) and third Tuesday. So thank you for doing that. Well, Derek, we teased it a little bit uh, earlier about a new segment that we want to do here for the uh, UTW podcast, and it's going to be called, pretty simple, a DeSoto County Place of Interest. Once a month, we're going to tell you about a DeSoto County place that you may not know exists and uh, invite uh, people to uh, visit there or, or you know, seek it out once we've talked about it. Derek, what is this month's DeSoto County Place of Interest? All right, Matt, a local place of uh, interest that is not far that people may not know about that you can visit in an afternoon or a weekend. That's what we're trying to do. So today's location is Hernando DeSoto Community Park. This park is situated right on the banks of the Mississippi River, just north of Lake Cormorant, and it's a 41-acre Hernando DeSoto Park. It's formerly known as Bass Landing. It is DeSoto County's only public access to the river. So think of that. We are one of the you know 10 or 12 counties on the river. This is the only part of which we have a pretty decently sized county. I mean, we're named after the founder. Yeah, yeah named after. Oh, the guy, and, uh, and we, he discovered the Mississippi River 
and our county is too bad he had to go to this little 41 acre. I'm just kidding. Right. But no, I mean, that that's how, like, Tunica He negotiated had, with Tunica. He negotiated with <laughs> Tunica. Tunica, Tunica has, deal. like, a beautiful landing. Of course, Greenville, Natchez have beautiful bridges. Vicksburg. We have one little bitty acre park. This is the only access to the river in DeSoto County. The park is a collaborative effort by DeSoto County Board of Supervisors, the Yazoo Mississippi Delta Levee Board, and the Mississippi Wildlife Fisheries and Parks. The park is closed from a half an hour after sunset until a half an hour before sunrise, except for persons holding a valid overnight permit. Again, that's for camping or something like that. For more information uh, on obtaining an after-hours permit, the, you can call the Environmental Services at 662-469-8152. Again, 662-469-8152. Now, some things that they have there, you can fish right there, again, in the Mississippi River, right off the banks of the river. They have a grill. They have picnic areas. They have tables. Just a great place if you've never been out there. Again, it is the only place to access the Mississippi River and to stay in DeSoto County. Uh, a lot of y'all probably do not know it exists. Find it. Maybe take your family out there. Maybe go out there. Uh, maybe you know, watch a beautiful sunset right there on the river. This is the only place to be to see the river and the sun at the same time in DeSoto County is this park. So again, this is a local place of interest. Some of y'all not be aware of that we're trying to do each month. I think that's a great idea, Derek, to do that once a month. Shine a light on a place that some people in Hernando may not know about. You know, maybe eastern part of the county or, or different stuff like that. So I think it's a really neat uh, thing uh, that you put together. I'm glad you brought that to us, and I, you know, learned about that uh, when everybody else did today that we we're going to have a new segment. So, but I think it's a really, uh, really smart. And uh, Derek actually uh, made me smile. And if you're looking for help with your smile when it comes to 2023, look no further than the official dentist of the UTW podcast, DFDC. That's right, Matt. DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. Great people at DeSoto Family Dental Care. Give them a call today. Make plans. If you're looking or searching for a new dentist, if you're new to town, or, or maybe you're just looking for something different uh, based off of uh, maybe us on the podcast or something you saw on the uh, Hernando Happenings or whatever, look, you're not going to find better people that are going to work harder for you and serve you than DeSoto Family Dental Care. Again, shout out to them. Well, Derek, speaking of shout-out, I got a couple of texts about, uh, you know, a certain particular quarterback that uh, they uh, love to, you know, talk about in this area. So, uh, you know, that quarterback still does lead the NFL in, in interceptions. Uh, wonderful guy. Wonderful. I'm sure he's a very nice person. And like I said, does a good job selling, uh, you know, what's my quote, Chucky Soup and uh, – Mattresses. Uh, yeah, and mattresses. mattresses. I mean, there, he does a great job by that. And uh, a blind squirrel finds a nut. <laughs> Uh, every once in a while. Derek, tell us all about the NFL scores from last weekend that we talked about and uh, whether we picked them right or wrong, and then we'll move on to this coming weekend. Last week was Super Wild Card Weekend. This one is called Wild Card Weekend as we move on. What you got? All right, so Matt, last week, I know a lot of these you, you missed because you, again, were in nature with the Lord. Uh, we had one bar of service all weekend. <laughs> 
which again, <laughs> most people would say, oh my God, I go crazy. But it was actually the kids had to put their phone down because they had no service. Oh, it's, also, it's also for the kids. It, it was wonderful. Yeah. They had yeah. to put their phones down and be able to talk to each other. And uh, it, it, it really was a blessing. But yes, we missed every uh, game. Yeah, the first one was Seahawks 49ers. Brock Purdy shakes off early jitters in a feisty Seattle first half to take the uh, tied for the easiest win of the weekend. This game was close for a half. Unfortunately for the Seahawks, they make you play a second half. The 49ers look like the real deal. We did pick this one correctly. 49ers 41, Seahawks 23. Yeah, sounds right. Next was uh, the closest one of the weekend. Trevor Lawrence throws four picks in the first half. And then four TDs in the second one. And one of the most improbable comebacks of all time, the Jaguars were down 27 nothing and came back to win. The Chargers just gave this game away. Matt, this is something I know that you, you, you preach to me all the time, that you, when it, we watch a high school do this. Yep. They're up 27 nothing at halftime. Yep. They come out of halftime. They are snapping the ball with 20 seconds left. And the most egregious thing they did was – they had, again, the entire second half. They have Austin Eckler in the backfield. The entire second half, they ran the ball seven times. Seven times. And, and Derek, um, I've told you numerous times, probably on air numerous times, I want my son to go into college or pro coaching because it is so uh, – there's not a lot of smart folks in it, okay, sadly. Um, they could have taken a knee and snapped the ball with one second left. They'd have won by ten. I mean, Literally, just, that's, that's the honest <laughs> truth. They could have taken a knee, snapped the ball with one second left, with a twenty-seven nothing lead in a professional football game. Shame on you! They should all be fired today, and should not be. They should be banned. That's what we need to start doing: banning people that do something like this from the league for five years. <laughs> well, like, I, I've what checked we do. now. Staley, there are two coordinators were fired. Somehow, the head coach Staley has kept his job. Uh, the the two coordinators, I guess, they got the axe for him. You know, now for Jacksonville. Matt, yeah. Duval County. All we got to say yeah. is Duval County. Wonderful. So happy for them. Uh, you know, we got this game correct. We said it would be close. It was extremely close, but we did get that one correct. It Again, wasn't close and should have been close. We should have lost this one because the Chargers should have won by 20 points. That's Easily. Exactly. Instead, they didn't. And The yeah, Jaguars uh, now, went 31 to 30. And I think the team that people cheer for more or like the more or like more moves on. Let's go. Yep. Next one, uh, another one that should not have been close, but it was. Uh, the Dolphins gave the Bills all they wanted. The Finns quarterback was 18 of 45, and they still could have won the game. With Tua, I'm pretty sure they, they, they probably do win. Josh Allen hits a 61-yard pass in the first quarter and decided he would try this the rest of the game. Again, Matt, you did not see this. He was constantly throwing forty-yard bombs just for no for no reason, reason. just Stupid. for no re- literally no reason. Completely dumb. I don't. Uh, he makes too many ridiculous mistakes, and he looks scares right now for some reason. Uses legs. I mean, I don't know if he's hurt, if he's not feeling it. Looking at the teams right now, I would give the edge to the Chiefs. But however, we did pick this winner going forward: the Bills thirty-four, Dolphins thirty-one. Again, with it, with their number one quarterback, I, I'm pretty sure Dolphins win this game. Yeah, we picked some pretty good games. But so yeah, look, right now we're three and zero. Yeah, sure. Next. Uh, we mentioned this on our last show Friday. This was everyone's upset, and it happened. The Giants ran the ball well. Daniel Jones right now is a smarter version of Josh Allen. He actually can use his legs. He had 75 yards on the ground. The Giants are a scary team that are very well coached. Minnesota map, you, again, I cannot stress to you. Here's, here's the other time you get angry. There you go. It's fourth and eight. This is the There's less than two minutes left. This is the last time. You have no timeouts left. It is fourth and eight. Matt, they run a play. And he checks he checks down on a three yard pass to the tight end. It's um, fourth and eight, yeah, yeah. and you're at the fifty yard line. You're trying to get a touchdown to win this or to tie the game to go to overtime, and you throw a three yard check down. That's correct. Now, Derek, I'll continue to say it. I've said it to you many times. There are 
dozens if not hundreds of coaches in the NFL three handshakes away from coaching middle school girls basketball. <laughs> okay? I'm talking about some absolute – Nick Saban would be a multimillionaire in whatever he was going to do. If he was the mayor of Hernando, Mississippi, Hernando, Mississippi would be the best town in DeSoto County. Yeah. Not saying it's not now, but I'm just simply saying that's just who he is. There's some idiots out there, and that's where we are. Yeah, so, so uh, anyway, so he runs his check down. Obviously, they don't get it. He's nope. immediately tackled. Nope. Time runs out. Uh, the Giants don't have the tie at wide receiver, but they're going to be a tough out. We did go along they with run everyone the ball. else. They run the ball They well. run the ball. Yeah, and then we went along with everyone else and took the upset. We were correct. Giants 31. See? Vikings 24. 4-0. I'm doing very well. Next one. We this game. This one too? Yep. This game should not have been this close without Lamar Jackson, but the Ravens defense played extremely tough. Cincinnati is back to not being able to protect Joe Burrow. The winning touchdown comes when Huntley – now, Matt, here you go again. He's two yards out. He's on the two-yard line, not not the one-yard line, not the half-yard He is two yards out, decides, I'm going to run the quarterback under center. Okay, fine. Maybe we're going to push you forward to the end zone. The, the, everything's legal with that. No, no, no. I'm going to take it from the two and try to jump over the pile. Jump over the pile. Six feet, Matt. Yep. He's trying to jump six feet over the pile. He gets halfway there. The ball is stripped. The defensive end for Cincinnati takes the ball, runs it 98 yards the other way. Cincinnati, it was 17-17. That makes it 24-17 Bengals. The Ravens do not come that close again. They lose the game because he thought he could jump in from the two-yard line. That sounds a little bit like a, that. That sounds like a Dak Prescott play. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get to him in just a second. Uh, since he does not, did not look like the team yeah. that has won nine straight, they're limping to the yeah, next round they are, because yes. they are losing offensive tackles left and right. Uh, however, they do win this game 24-17. to 17. They do, uh, They'll do. they play the Bills in just a second, which we'll talk about. Matt, we're now 5-0 and Look, because I mean, we geniuses. picked this game correctly. We did say, though, that the Bengals will win about around 10, or at least I did. So we did win the game straight up, but we lost against the spread. And the final game of the weekend, this was Monday night, Dallas versus Tampa. Matt, this was an absolute clinic it was. by the quarterback that you said was not really a quarterback last week. Uh, I didn't say he wasn't a quarterback. I said he's not the quarterback that can take you to the promised land. He has not been there yet. That's and, right. Uh, that's right. We'll see go. if it's an anomaly. I mean, let's not forget. I mean, again, Tom Brady's 46 years old. Slow your roll now. Slow your roll. <laughs> okay, we'll see if it's a one-week anomaly or if Prescott can do it again this week against a slightly better de- – now, the Bucs had a great defense. This is an even better defense. The Dallas defense completely stymied the Bucs in the first half, and I'm personally glad as a Saints fan sure, that the Buccaneers like the Bucs, were yeah. sent home. See ya. Shouldn't have been there anyway. Should have been the Saints. If we could get one yard, it would have been the Saints. I-, I wish I could taste Tom Brady's tears. In fact, the only thing the Cowboys did wrong, Matt, uh, in that game – their kicker missed four extra points. Yes, he was terrible. In a row. Uh, they actually signed a kicker this week uh, to back up him because they could, I don't know if they can trust him anymore, poor guy. Uh, this is the first kicker to ever miss four extra points in a row. Yeah. So, and let me let me make this real quick. This is something. Leadership 101, don't be caught on TV, on camera, complaining about your kicker missing extra points <laughs> when you lead the league in interceptions. Because okay. he did, he did, last time I checked – He did he say was, go for two. He did say we better go for two. I'm just simply saying yeah, yeah. Uh, when you're a leader of a team and you're the face of the franchise don't get caught on camera dogging out your um you know kicker when you lead the league in interceptions yep keep going now he did make the last one uh the game should have been 35 14 it was 31 14 uh dallas did win uh this was one we got wrong we, we got said wrong. it five was and one the on, the, on the week we went five and one on the weekend again five and one straight up no we didn't say against the spread five and one straight up not upset about that i think i feel yeah. pretty good about a five yeah. and one record after the first weekend now matt this weekend 
Uh, this is in the order of the games. Jaguars at Chiefs. First game, Saturday, 3.30 p.m. This year's Bengals, again, this is the Jaguars, the surprise team, trying to make that run, going to a tough environment to try and best our man, Patrick Mahomes, our fantasy quarterback. He we was, love yes. him. Absolute guaranteed 30 points a week. Yes. I'm going to say Chiefs by 14. I don't know if it's going to be by 14. It's. I think it's either going to be a wake-up call for the Jags, who are like, wow, I can't believe we're actually here. They're playing with house money. They have nothing to lose. They may lose by 40 because they tried some different things, but again, they don't have anything to lose. That's right. They're not supposed to be here. Um, I'm going to say a little closer than you think, maybe Chiefs by 10. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm cheering for the Jags because I like the story. Um, but again, I like the Chiefs as well. That, that's fine. I mean, it is what it is, but the Chiefs are the kind of team. Remember what I said last week? Where should they finish? And the Chiefs should be in the, Divi- in the, in the uh, conference championship or the Super Bowl the Jags uh, definitely shouldn't be. So I'm going to say Chiefs are going to win that one. Jaguars are, are up and coming team, promising right, sure. they've got Absolutely. some draft picks and you coming have a quarterback. up. Yeah, you gotta, they got a quarterback. Next, Giants at the Eagles. This will be the Saturday night game, 7:15 p.m. The Eagles won in both matchups this year. They killed the Giants in New York in Week 14, and then held on to win 22-16 in Week 18 in Philly. But Jalen Hurts is hurt, and we will see can he be the same against a Giants team who is gaining top, uh, confidence. Matt, I'm going to call the upset again. I'm saying shades of the 07-2011 Giants. They're going to get through. Um, I'm feeling really serious. that The 11 Giants team, nobody thought it. this is the one that you know came out of nowhere. I think they were 9-7 and seven, start the playoffs, end up winning the whole thing. Same thing here. I'm going to call the upset and have the Giants beating the Eagles in Philadelphia. Yeah, you're going to look at the number one seed Eagles. Had a couple weeks, had a week off, 14 and three, but they're not really as good as that. And maybe I'll eat my words again, and we'll see. Um, but I could see the Giants pulling the upset because they're playing really good football. They run the ball well. And Daniel Jones is playing. Yeah, Jones smart. Is, yeah, yep. he's playing very well. He moves the chains. That's a really big deal in the NFL. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that one. Um, I'm going to say Eagles win, but Giants are close. All right, next, on our Sunday games, Bengals at the Bills. This is Sunday at 2 p.m. I want to thank the NFL for letting us get out of church, be able to come home, yeah. don't have a, a noon game like we did last week. And also want to thank the NFL for making the Bengals go on the road against the Bills, <laughs> whose player got hurt, and the Bengals get punished for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, the Bengals who it had the home game ridiculous. where he got hurt yes. could have beaten the Bills to have this We're in driving Cincinnati. the ball down the field, yeah, correct. To have this, this in Cincinnati. What a mess up this is. Yeah, so now they have to go to the Bills and try yeah. to win. Terrible. Uh, Sunday at 2 p.m. Terrible. Uh, both teams are struggling to win against infer- struggled to win against inferior teams last week. Can Burrow revive the magic from last year, or does Allen play a smart game and use all of his weapons to try and get to the conference final for a potential rematch with the Chiefs? The Cincy offensive line is bad. I think the Bills are able to outscore the Bengals. I don't think I think this will be an offensive game. I'm thinking something like a 34-27, 34-30 type Bills win. It's a travesty what they did to the Bengals. They didn't do anything wrong, and they're being punished for it, but it is what it is. And you're right. If the Bills can play a correct game and Cincinnati struggles on the offensive line to protect Burrow, who's their best player, uh, it could get out of hand. So yep. we'll see. I mean, again – Bills, yeah, Bills are going to move on. I'm thinking Bills, Chiefs in the uh, AFC Championship. Well, and that's if that's the matchup. And again, we will preview that next week if that's what happens. That will be at a neutral right, site a neutral because site. of the uh, the agreement that was made with the uh, one less game. But the Bengals, Bills is not at a neutral, <laughs> not site. A neutral site. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That, anyway, it's, it's crazy. It's bad. Go ahead. It's bad. Yeah. Uh, the final, yes, yeah, final game of the weekend. Here we go. Cowboys at best, 49ers. Best quarterback in the league, right here. Here we go. 5:30 on Sunday. Now, Matt, I will say this. I'm not. You know, you got to play the games that are put in front of you. Mm-hmm. 49ers played last Saturday. The Cowboys played 
Monday night. So not only are they a higher seed, not only are they playing at home, they got two more days rest than the Cowboys. So Cowboys a little hamstrung coming into this game. The 49ers look like the best team in the playoffs coming off week one, and the Cowboys also have come off an impressive victory to now have to come to the West Coast to play face the great defense. 49ers and this year's Tom Brady, uh, not the one who looked terrible in the loss to the Cowboys last week, but actual Mr. Brock Purdy, I think I say they win by ten or more. I think the Cowboys come crashing down. That the 49ers are going to win by ten or more to come within one game of the Super Bowl. Yeah, this may be the blowout of the weekend. Oh, yeah, this could oh, be the blowout of the weekend. There we go. Okay, okay. <laughs> that is a shocking coming. In, for in you. case you, in case Absolutely you haven't learned it yet, I am trying to push you. buttons. Okay, I am. I'm trying to drive ratings and uh, all that kind of stuff. But um, anyway, it, it could be the 49ers are a very good football team. Yes, they are. The offense is solid. The quarterback gets put in good position because the coach is really good. I guarantee you, the coach uh, for the 49ers would not have lost the Jags game. No. Oh God. Just simply saying, <laughs> no. I'll just say say that yeah, right again, there. The Jags head coach should. I mean, the Chargers head coach should have. Been gone. It's it's you can't do that. You the the hour after have, the game ended. Right. It's something else. Look forward to this weekend. Wonderful uh, lineup. Uh, it's that time of year again. NFL playoffs, and we'll get ready for the Super Bowl as we keep marching along. But Derek, uh, none of the kids that we're about to talk about are probably going to play in the Super Bowl. I'm gonna say but, that. But uh, they do work hard and, and give the same kind of effort uh, each and every week for their schools. Tell us all about local high school sports since our last show. All right, we'll start, well, as we always do, up at North Point. The North Point girls go on the road and get a tough road win against Lausanne last Friday. Down five to start the fourth. They come back to outscore the Lynx 14-4 in the fourth period to win the game 33-28. The Lady Trojans took their undefeated district record to FACS then on Tuesday night for another tough road matchup, and this time they were not able to secure the win. They lose to FACS 47-26 and are now tied for first in the district with their next game at home Friday night against ECS, a team they beat by one point their first time to play them this year. The boys also faced off against the Lynx last Friday night and could not make the comeback that the girls did, falling to the Lynx 73-60. Christian Gillen had 25 points for the Trojans. They then traveled to FACS to face the team that won the boys' district last year, and it was not pretty. They lose 84-57 and will also face off against an ECS team that they lost a close game to in December. Moving down to Lewisburg. The Lewisburg girls traveled the short distance to Center Hill Friday night to get above to try to get above 500 in the district. They came up sh- on the short end, losing 65-50, to 50, dropping to 1-2 in district. Their next game was Tuesday night at H.W. Byers in a non-conference game. This was just a shame that this game even had to be played. The score was at 48-9 to 9 at halftime, and the Lady Patriots could have scored what they wanted, but they ended, emptied the bench to win 64-12. to 12. Why They're, play those kind of games in the middle of district? Well, You're better off going through drills and playing at a game, you know, playing yourself versus an absolute murder like that that someone could get hurt in. I, I think understand. that you do probably need to look at it because we'll find out in the boys it was not the case. Oh, yeah. But I think in the girls it's like, okay, what do we play? Right. maybe we sit this one out. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Their next game will be a m- much tougher in the rematch with Olive Branch Friday night. Now, yes. that was a one they got. I think they lost by one or two points to the right. Olive Branch girls last time. Uh, the Lewisburg boys. The boys were also looking to get above 500 in district, and for the first time since 2013, the Patriots defeated the Mustangs of Center Hill last Friday, 67 to 61, and are now two and one in district play. It was a huge win for the Patriots again for the program uh, and for the season uh, itself. They also traveled to H.W. Byers for a non-conference game on Tuesday as well. I'm not sure if the boys were looking for a cakewalk like the girls, but that small school out Highway 72 came to play on the boys' side 
and took it to a good Lewisburg team. Lewisburg loses 70-56 to to H.W. Byers and now has to face the defending state champions on Friday night at home in the Olive Branch Keisterdors. Hernando, now we're moving to Hernando. The Lady Tigers were coming off a big South Panola loss and looking to rebound against South Haven on Friday. The Lady Tigers played a better game but still came up short in the 48-39 loss to the Lady Chargers. On Tuesday, the Lady Tigers went out on of conference to play Lake Cormorant where they got a nice win over the Lady Gators 67-45. to Their next game was a return game with South Panola Lady Tigers coming to Hernando Friday night. The Lady Tigers will need their best defensive game to even have a chance in this matchup. The Hernando boys also faced off against the Chargers last Friday night and it also did not go well losing 79-54. to Daryl Tate did have 15 points for the Tigers. The Tigers looked to get off the snide on Tuesday night against Lake Cormorant like the girls team did but the Gators were a tougher match than their female counterparts and the Tigers lose 62-44. to Their next game will be their district game against South Panola Friday night in Hernando. All of the UTW fans need to come out and support both the Tiger teams tonight, again Friday night, if you don't have plans. Now moving to the pitch, uh, the Hernando girls soccer. The Lady Tigers soccer team had three matches since our last show. On Thursday night for senior night, Matt, this is the game that you called, I believe, Tigers defeated the Lady Eagles 9-0. Goals by Liv Norris, Kendall Moore, Peyton Williamson, Marion Ludwig, who had a brace, Catherine Bush, who had a hat trick, and Isabella Powers. On Saturday, they played South Panola, again another district match, in the jungle and won 10-0 with goals by Marion Ludwig, Loxie Bulls, who had a brace, Delaney Hopkins, who had a brace, Isabella Powers, who had a brace, Olivia McNeil, McNeely, excuse me, Emerson Sorrells, and Lydia Nab. Then on Tuesday, they looked to lock up the one seed facing off against South Haven. They were able to get the win and lock up that one seed with a 6-0 victory over the Lady Chargers. Loxley Bulls had a brace, as did Olivia McNeely. Riley Jackson and Marley Griffith had the other two goals for the Lady Tigers. Their next match will be Thursday night against Horn Lake. Again, this game does not matter for seeding. This is their last district match as they look toward the playoffs. They've already got the first seed and the first run by and will look to probably host next Tuesday for the playoffs. For the Hernando boys, the Tigers look to stay perfect on the pitch and district but face a tough Horn Lake Eagle team they beat in extra time the week before. This time, the Eagles would come out on top 4-2 to in regular time. Calvin Harris and Gordo Macias had the two goals for Hernando. This was the first loss for the Tigers in district and made the next matches critical as they tried to hold on to the number one seed in district. On Saturday, they went towards this goal by shutting out South Panola 7-0. Calvin Harrison had a hat trick in the first half. Tyler Starnes had a brace. And Matt Walton and Lopez finished off the scoring for the Tigers. That win led to a huge district match against South Haven Tuesday night where the Tigers could lock up the number one seed in district with a win and a good goal differential. And that is exactly what they did. Calvin Harris started the scoring and then Starnes finds the back of the net after South Haven had tied it at one-to-one. Harrison then gets another goal to increase the lead followed by a Gavin Walker goal to take a four-to-one lead. Harrison gets the hat trick for the final goal of the game, and Hernando wins 5-1 and are district champions. They will get a first run by and will host the second round of the playoffs, just like the girls, next Tuesday. Good luck to both Tigers soccer teams as they begin playoffs in the second round. If you're listening to this show right now, please listen to what I'm going to say. Consider coming out. I'm 99% positive the girls and boys will host this coming Tuesday 
at Hernando Tiger Stadium. Could be a cool night that night, but still, pay attention to social media. Pay attention to any Twitter, uh, you know, Twitter or Instagram or Hernando Happings or whatever. Let's see if we can't get a thousand people there for a soccer match, which be would awesome. be crazy. Yep. It would be absolutely insane, absolutely crazy. But we really need it for these young people as uh, both girls and boys teams win the district championships, which uh, never happens in North Mississippi. It really just doesn't, and it's the first one for the boys in a, in a while. Uh, but looking forward to, and we need all the help that we can uh, this coming Tuesday. Pay attention to local media and local uh, things on Facebook to tell you times, who we're playing, all that kind of stuff. But one thing, Derek, uh, the other night I looked out and there were probably 30 kids playing on the field, Mm -hmm. on the soccer field between uh, halftime of the boys' game, which was awesome. And one of the guys that I talked to or know asked uh, a dad that he saw there that he was not expecting to see, uh, and the dad simply said, no, man, we saw it on Hernando Happenings and decided to come out and support. So that's exactly what we need next Tuesday for the playoffs. Please consider coming out. Congratulations to the girls and boys' teams for Hernando for both winning the district title. That's awesome, and and again, but because obviously these teams are doing very well, they won the district already with one game, with one match to go. They'll be sit, they're sitting around already waiting in the second round of the playoffs, and because of that, we want to recognize three of the Hernando girls soccer players and two of the boys soccer players for Hernando who were named to the North Mississippi boys and girls all star match. Emmeline Smith, Kenley Moore, and Liv Norris were named for the girls West team. Osvaldo Macias and Vincent Walters were named to the West Boys squad. Goes the, by real quick. The first name goes by Gordo. Gordo. Gordo, Gordo Macias. Yes. Uh, I guess is a Gordo Macias. Yeah. <laughs> Gordo Macias. Uh, Osvaldo Gordo in quotation marks. Macias and Vincent Walters were, uh, were named to the West squad that will face the East squads at Itawamba Community College in Fulton on February 9th. Now, the girls' match will be at 5.30 p.m. that evening and the boys to follow around 7.30 p.m. We want to congratulate those five players from Hernando for being honored for their own pitch performances. Thank you, Derek, for doing all the research and keep keeping it. Thank you, Derek, for doing all the research and catching us up on what high school sports have happened since our last show. We definitely appreciate that and you doing the digging around and finding the scores and all those things. I'll say it again. Next Tuesday, pay attention. Let's have a 1,000 people in the stands for the Hernando Soccer girls and boys team. We obviously won't be able to remind you, so we're reminding you now. Pay attention to that, and uh, let's support these young people uh, that wear Hernando across their chest. Well, Derek, we turn our attention to, uh, again, a part that we've done for the show for a long, long time, the Under the Water Tower shout-outs. We'll kick things off with the Northwest Mississippi Community Foundation, their annual event, the Crystal Ball, this coming Saturday, so not a whole lot of time left. Tell us about it. The Crystal Ball will be Saturday night. Again, this Saturday night, uh, one day from when you're listening to this, uh, the 21st. Tickets are still available. A night in Havana, benefiting over 800 nonprofits and charitable causes. They will be honoring Aaron and Ben Napier, uh, which is, who are from HTTV's hometown. These are the, the 2023 Stars of Hope. They will be in attendance, so a big night for you to come and see them, hear them speak. There will also be silent auction. There will be a live auction. There will be uh, dinner included, and, of course, dancing after all of the uh, auctions are ended. So just a great night. This will be at the arena in South Haven on Highway 51. It starts at 6 p.m. until, again, 6 p.m. until at the arena in South Haven. It's the 23rd annual Crystal Ball Gala uh, with the uh, – theme being a night in Havana uh, honoring Aaron and Ben Napier. Again, tickets still available at the Community Foundation. 
Our next shout-out right here under the Water Tower is going to be for the DeSoto County Museum's 20th anniversary, which will be next Thursday. They plan to have a movie night in the old church across the street from the Cadence Bank next to the museum. Again, that's going to be next week. The Obviously, the DeSoto County Museum is something special to Derek and myself for the last two years, having said that and them giving us so many different facts of the week uh, that, we, that we have. And just a wonderful thing that we take for granted right here under the Water Tower. So that's next Thursday, the 20th anniversary for the DeSoto County Museum. Then, Derek, on Sunday, February 5th, our next shout-out consists of what? Go. It's the Hernando Young Women's Club Sweetheart Dance. Uh, this will be, as, as you mentioned, Sunday, February 5th at the Gin in Nesbitt. It will be from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. This is a special evening honoring ga- girls and their fathers or father-like figures. This is tailored for girls age 3 to 6th grade, not 3rd to 6th grade. This is age 3 to 6th grade. The proceeds from this event will go towards beautification of the Hernando Parks. So this is a way for us to improve the parks. It is a way for daughters and dads or dad-like figures to be able to go to a wonderful, beautiful dance on a Sunday evening, get to put on suits, get to have the girls dress up really beautiful. I wish this would have been something I could have experienced with my daughter when she, from ages 3 to 6th grade. So just a wonderful night. Again, Sunday, February 5th from 5 to 8 p.m. at the Gin in Nesbitt. Look for information. Go to the HYWC Facebook page. Uh, it's all over Facebook, all over. Think Derek, honestly, Derek, I think it may be sold out. So, well, I hope so. <laughs> well, we're going to keep talking about think, it. If it's yeah, sold out, I yes. apologize. Support it in any way. Give money towards yes. it, whatever. I think they, I think they sold out of six hundred tickets. That is awesome. Which is amazing. Which is awesome. And again, all of this goes to uh, the Hernando Parks and Rec. That uh, you know, we're just going to have to raise money in that's some way, shape, or form. Yeah. If, if some way, shape, or form. We have right. to keep raising money. That's correct. It is what it is. The following weekend, Derek, the Hernando Chocolate Tour. Looking forward to this. I know Derek loves. Whoo, Derek is a big, big eater of uh, candy bars and anything. Chocolate. Dark chocolate coming up. Dark Tell chocolate. us about it. All right, this is the Hernando Chocolate Tour. This is going to take place on Saturday, February 11th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. So basically, it's just a Saturday of shopping from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. These will be the uh, businesses that are taking part in this Hernando Chocolate Tour Von Bonds Gift Shop, Cynthia's Boutique, Commerce Street Market, Hernando Flower Shop, J Mod Boutique, LG Trend Boutique, Side Alley, Side Alley Gifts, Social and Saint. Soco Hernando, the Pink Xenia, the Bunker Boutique, and the Square Cupboard. Be sure to visit all of the bakeries, restaurants, gourmet grabs and goes. So every all these locations you go, you visit, just do a normal day of shopping. They're going to have something chocolate to sample. Obviously, that's going to be Valentine's the next week, so that's why they're doing the chocolate tour. They're doing the chocolate yeah, tour. So guys, come out. Hey, you go Is shopping. It, what about sexual chocolate? Sexual uh, if you don't, if, and hey, the, hey, don't think bad of me. That's going to be from Coming to America. It's a movie. Go look it up. Yeah, sexual, sexual chocolate. chocolate. May, what may, store is having what? sexual chocolate? On, I, I would love to see if we can get those for the Motorball <laughs> Ball next year. We got Mustache the Band this year. Yes, Mustache Sexual band. chocolate oh, next man, year. Oh, man. Wow. Anyway, the Chocolate Tour, Saturday, February 11th. Guys, you got to get us Valentine's Sure, got to get gift. something. I know you say, hey, look, it's a made-up holiday. Whatever you want to say about it, you better have a gift on February 14th. What a better way? Shop locally, spend locally, and you're going to get to sample chocolate along the way. That's a great day. It is a great day. And here's how we're going to transition that there to our last shout-out is this. If you don't get something on Valentine's Day, you probably will not have a date or a very happy date That's correct. for 
the 11th annual Mardi Gras Ball put on by the crew of Hernando, taking place at the Gin and Nesbitt. Derek just referred to it. Mustache the Band is our entertainment for the night, one of the largest party bands in the entire Southeast. Really, really, uh, I can't say it enough. 11th annual, raising tons of money. It's how we fund our entire year of giving to numerous Hernando charities. Derek and I are a part of the crew of Hernando. Um, it's just a wonderful event, a great night. If you haven't been in several years, hey, if you've never been what, since we've had it at the Gin, mm-hmm. consider coming. You'll enjoy the kind of music if you think you're, uh, you know, not, you know, I'm a little bit too old or hey, I don't go there anymore or any of that kind of stuff. It's actually the kind of music that you would enjoy. 90s country, who knew? And uh, <laughs> 90s country, but uh, we've been told. We've been told. And uh, look, they make it work. The band will start at 8 30. They will play nonstop every second until 11 30, which I'm, I'm really looking forward to. I, I mean, look, I mean, I, the, the I, that, fact that you don't have breaks and, correct. and, and yes. know, sets and stuff like yes. that, it's just one long three hour set is fantastic. Oh, I can't wait. It's got, yeah. So it's going to be, what is that? Uh, the 60 times, yeah, 180 minutes of, uh, you know, kick butt to 19. That's a lot. Of, like at three to four minutes of songs, Let's go. that's a lot that's of a songs. Lot of, that's a lot of 90s <laughs> that's country. A lot of 90s so country. You better come ready and uh and look we're looking forward to it 11th annual crew fernando mardi gras ball at the gin in nesbitt saturday february 18th tickets on sale now we now have it set up to where if you want to go you can buy them online look for that go to our facebook page it's all over hernando happenings we are selling out fast we sold over 200 tickets within the first 15 minutes so uh not not a lot of tickets left not a lot Uh, of tickets left we're having a meeting tonight of course so there'll be more tickets sold tonight so again we're still a month out, but you know there won't be tickets in 30 days. So yeah, please, please, absolutely. please get, get to them. That's going to wrap up our Under the Water Tower shout-outs. Again, thank you to all those nonprofits, or thank you to the all the vendors and people and stores that are involved in what we just spoke of, and just a wonderful town in Hernando that we live in, and people do uh, for sure support all the different businesses. All right, Derek, let's go ahead and turn our attention as how we wrap up our show uh, You know, now. Um, we talked last week. What did your Sunday school class decide? Um, I, I see the notes, but let you go ahead and say, what did your Sunday school decide uh, to carry forward for the next couple of months when it comes to your lessons? All right, so we're doing the uh, our Sunday school lesson for this quarter is going to be the ruthless elimination of hurry. Okay, the ruthless elimination of hurry. It is a book. That's a tough. That's a tough say. That's a it, tough. It, say. it is, is kind of the ruthless. You, you gotta say it fast. You gotta say it fast. But when you <laughs> when you think about it, I mean, basically, we're going to look to. How do we slow down? Absolutely. How do we slow down to be able to, to not only talk to God, but to listen yes. and to cut the things out of our life yes. that we don't need? We, we're all so busy. And bam, people, bam, bam, bam. people in your life. And people in your life that you don't need. Bam, 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 bam. Hey, how do we slow down to breathe and just, hey, we got to start eliminating stuff that we do not need. You may think you need it, but those are wants. They're not needs. Right. And so, so that's Some would say doing this podcast. <laughs> well, I, this podcast could be an elimination of hurry. I, you enjoy it. I right. enjoy yeah. it. And this is something I do get something out of. Yes. But there are a lot of things. There's a lot of time wasted in a certain black mirror that we all have. I understand. And that, that's going to be a lot to do that. So I'm really looking forward to it. There was, we had several comments. We voted on this as a class. Sure. Uh, there was two things that were up. We, we went to the final two. So I'm like, there were two that were above. And y'all might and, still do that one later on. Oh, no. So it okay. will literally yeah, be the next right, one we gotcha, do. So okay. that made it easy for me uh, as the leader of the class. But, I mean, again – Really excited about it. So if you're interested in that, uh, please come. You know, we would love to have you and just uh, kind of do the uh, the ruthless elimination of hurry. Uh, Audio book, hardcover, paperback on Amazon, sixteen. 14 bucks, something sure. like that. Yep. Neat stuff, Derek. Well, look, uh, and as Derek mentioned, we attend Hernando United Methodist Church. That's the church that we attend. There are three services there. You can go on the church website, go on their Facebook page to learn those different times. Uh, we finish our show the same way. Please consider attending a local church this weekend. Visit a Sunday school class. Uh, it's the start of the new year. Um, you know, that's the saying, right? New year, new me kind of thing. But look, Jesus has always remained the same. Uh, he's there for you. Uh, the churches are there for you. Please consider visiting 
a local church. Derek and I truly believe it's something that you uh, will not regret and hopefully become a good quality habit in 2023. Well, if you enjoy our show and enjoy the different things we joke around and talk about and the good fun we have here at the UTW Podcast, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. If you enjoy our show, you'll enjoy OB Pod. Covers the eastern side of DeSoto County. Also deep dives into Olive Branch, Lewisburg, and Center Hill Athletics. OB Pod. Look them up today. Also, wherever you listen to our podcast, give us a five-star review. Give us a thumbs up. Simply helps us move up when it comes to local podcasts. Also, share our podcast with friends, family. You can share it online, Facebook. Send it out to everybody as we continue to grow. We love our wonderful town here in Hernando, and we hope you do too. Derek, I hope you have a wonderful weekend, a wonderful week until our next show next Thursday, uh, getting ready for everything. As you mentioned, soccer playoffs, all those different things, wonderful things happening right here in our small town. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next week under the water tower. Here's to a long line. Sunners like me. la di da di da la di da da I come from a long line. Sunners like me.